0: Hey there, everyone, welcome to The Jason Wright Show. Today, I wanna talk to you about three books that literally will make you want to be a better and tougher human. These are three books that had a profound impact on my life. It's, they're, they're human stories that make you think, how is that possible? I mean, just whenever you think that human beings can't go to another level, you have stories like these that show you they can. And so and then there's there's one of the books that's not so much about one individual, but it's about the idea of the hero that is in each and every of the stories that we love to hear and the ones that we love to tell. <clears throat> so first of all, let's talk about what three books these are that I I honestly believe if you read them and you just get lost in them, they're going to make you want to be a better a tougher, a more resilient human being. All right, so first of all, it is this one. Let me get that the screen. Endurance by, uh, by Alfred Lansing. It's Endurance, Shackleton's Incredible Voyage. Here's a little bit about that book. This book recounts the harrowing expedition of Sir Ernest Shackleton and his crew aboard the ship Endurance during the Antarctic expedition of 1914 through 1917. The expedition faced numerous challenges including getting trapped in ice enduring extreme weather conditions and ultimately a remarkable tale of survival against all odds shackleton's leadership and the resilience of his crew make this a gripping account of human endurance and determination in the face of adversity i've got to tell you adversity is not a strong enough word i don't know what else would be used but honestly What these men went through is truly astounding. For example, I don't want to give away too much, but part of their, one of their biggest partners in surviving and getting through these just unbelievably freezing, frigid, hellish conditions was their dogs. The dogs became like friends to them. The the dogs helped with their survival. And the, and I hate to, I hate to even bring this up because it's one of the most, It's one of the most difficult uh, parts of the book to read, but they come to a point where the men are starving. And as you can imagine, just like imagine you, if you have a dog and it's between you surviving or the dog being eaten, then you've got to make a very, very tough decision. This book takes you through what those men went through. Then it also talks about or, or makes you understand and feel what Shackleton went through. I mean, this guy was a leader and had determination and grit and perseverance, the likes of which I have ever seen in my life. And I I can't even, I can't fathom, personally, I like to think I'm a pretty ambitious guy who sets high goals and tries to attain them. I've never seen anything like what Shackleton did in his pursuit in this voyage. It is absolutely amazing. So if you want a book, that is going to, one, read like some unbelievable uh, work of fiction. I mean, you you can't believe this really happened. I, I found myself over and over thinking I was reading something that had to be fiction. How could this be real? And then the fact that it was real, that this is a real biographical account of what happened, then it just makes it all the more powerful, and it makes it inspiring. And the cool thing is, this wasn't like a sports story. This isn't some... It wasn't like watching Hoosiers or something like that. This was like a real life man pursuing his ultimate goal and ambition, no matter what the consequence. And then having to bring other men along to stick with him whenever it gets to the point where the, the, the likelihood of survival, I mean, sleeping on blocks of ice with hardly any clothes and, eating whatever you could scrape together and drinking the most disgusting and foul water and just anything to survive and to keep those men at least somewhat motivated and somewhat believing that you could prevail. It's, it's just, it's remarkable. So I cannot more highly recommend Endurance Shackleton's Incredible Voyage by Alfred Lansing. All right. So next, this was a book that I read either right before or right after Shackleton's uh, voyage, which is *The Boys in the Boat* by Daniel James Brown. Now, look, they just made a movie about this, and it's really it's it's interesting because whenever I read it, I was like, I can't believe that this has not been a movie. When you've got movies like *Hoosiers*, *Rudy*, all these other great great sports films, I was like how, *Chariots of Fire*. I'm like, how have they not made a, a movie out of this book? I haven't seen the movie, but I did talk to one of my friends who read the book and watched the movie, and he said that the, the movie is good, but it doesn't, as is often the case, it doesn't do the book justice. There's one particular character that, is that, that the book focuses on in Boys in the Boat named Joe Rance that became one of my heroes in the reading of this book. And so here's a little bit about the Boys in the Boat. This book tells the inspiring story of the University of Washington's rowing team that competed in the 1936 Berlin Olympics. Set against the backdrop of the Great Depression and rising tensions in Europe, the narrative follows the journey of nine working-class boys who overcame various obstacles to achieve success on the world stage. The book captures the essence of teamwork, dedication, and the indomitable spirit of the human pursuit of excellence. So, the thing that's really cool about this book is, first of all, the University of Washington back then was not what it is today. It was not the national championship contender for uh, and, and for the BCS championship and uh, one of the top universities in the country at this time. It was basically a rural university out on the um, in the Pacific Northwest where, you know, timber people would go to the ones that were able to go to college. It was the state school. It was not anything compared to the Ivy league schools and to even have a crew team at Washington was kind of a big deal and no one expected anything of them. Yale, Harvard, Cornell, all the, the Ivies, they were the top of their game in crew. And so what this book does, it details how first and foremost the Washington team first, how these unlikely crew members came together you had Joe Rance, who I'm not even going to spoil the story on Joe Rance, but when you read what this man and what he this young, young man went through just to be able to get to the University of Washington and then to begin, to get on the crew team and to stay on the crew team, the way he was able to survive and eat as a 15-year-old will baffle you, will blow your mind. You and I, we to this day, we can't and he goes through such hardship and and rejection and just things that, it, again, it just makes you just it makes you want to just cry at times when you think of what this poor guy went through, and yet he made it to this crew team. And then others who were a little bit better off than some of the others and how they end up forming this team, and all of a sudden they start getting recognition against these East Coast elite crew teams. So they had to overcome, first of all, just having no respect and no one thinking that they even deserve to be in the water because they're just a bunch of hayseed, you know, Hicks from the sticks of Washington. And then all of a sudden they start beating these world-class crew teams of these, these upper crest Eastern seaboard schools. And then all of a sudden they find themselves representing the United States of America in Berlin, right about the time that Hitler was coming to power. And if you know anything about Hitler at all, you know, that he believed in, you know, a Supreme race and sports were a great way for him to showcase his Aryan athletes, and it was, so therefore, this was, and, and at the time, they were supposed to dominate the Olympics, and when these bumpkins from the USA come over, they were not supposed to have any chance, and so it follows them through, and how they had to work to get there, I mean, just, again, it's so dramatic, and even how they got to the Olympics, how they were able to train, and just, and I, as someone who who exercises and works, and I have a concept two rower, and I just think and I know how hard that is and then and I laugh at myself at how pathetic and pitiful I really am when I think about the the conditions that they rode in and how good and how hard these guys worked to get to where they went it is such a hero's journey that it just again it inspires one to overcome odds to keep pushing and I tell you what there's a lot of books that you walk away and you think just how good we have it today. But this one really kind of makes you think that there's some people out there that it doesn't really matter. Like Joe Rantz, it doesn't matter what you threw at that guy. He was going to figure out a way to be resourceful, overcome both mentally, physically, emotionally. And you cannot read his story and the rest of the crew team story and not be just incredibly inspired by what they did. So boys in the boat, Daniel James Brown, highly, highly recommended. Do not let the movie substitute reading the book. You want to read the book. All right, next. Now, this one has become a classic. The Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell. So what The Hero with a Thousand... And, oh, and let me do this real quick. Here is Boys in the Boat. There's that. I didn't hold that up. But And by the way, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can go to the YouTube channel and check out this, this, uh, uh, this show. And then here is Joseph Campbell's The Hero with a Thousand Faces. And essentially what Campbell does is he he details the arc of the hero. And what you find is that we are all on our hero's journey. And every story about all the way back to Homer's Odyssey, to the Shawshank Redemption, uh, all these great stories, there's always a, a, a moment of 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 reckoning think of think of luke skywalker whenever he is being trained by yoda and he's basically being told you you're going to have to use the force you are the guy you are the hero and he's reluctant he doesn't want to be the hero and then all of a sudden a mentor comes in in his case it was obi-wan kenobi and then it was it was yoda <clears throat> and then he gets called into defending Against the empire, right? And so he's reluctant, but he becomes the hero. So every hero's journey follows this kind of arc of the hero. And that's what Campbell's book talks about. So here's a little bit about it Joseph Campbell explores the concept of the hero's journey and the universal monomyth that underlies many myths, legends, and religious stories from various cultures. Campbell outlines a hero's common stages and challenges, suggesting that these elements reflect fundamental aspects of the human experience. The book has a significant impact on storytelling, influencing writers, filmmakers, and scholars alike, and provides insights into the timeless patterns found in mythology and literature. Here's why I think it's important that everyone read The, uh, the Hero with a Thousand Faces. Whenever we're going through struggle and hardship and we are faced with making those tough decisions, such as let's let's just let's just take an example. Like let's say that you and your spouse are considering divorce. So you know there's the battle, there's the dragon to be slayed. Do we save this marriage or not? And you have the opportunity to be the hero of this story. The hero saves the day. The hero slays the dragon and tries to find a way to save the marriage. And then let's say that you look upon someone to help guide you through this, the mentor comes in and you, you reluctantly walk into the battle and you slay the dragons of miscommunication, past hurts, financial woes that you've overcome, whatever, whatever your issue is, you, you've got to exercise some forgiveness, but either way, when you start to frame everything in the, in this, in this mindset that we are all on our hero's journey, our own personal hero's journey, then I think that it allows you to at least consider being the hero of your own story. And, and it's inspiring. It, 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 it will, again, make you want to be a better person when you start to understand what the, the archetype, the prototype, the DNA of a hero is, and the fact that each and every one of us has a little bit of it in us. Should we choose to accept it? Kind of like, you know, kind of like, um, what was it? Ethan Hunt, whenever you this is your mission. Should you choose to accept it? You are the hero here. Should you choose to walk through this fire? It's really, really inspiring. So those are three books that Endurance, Shackleton's Incredible Voyage by Alfred Lansing, The Boys in the Boat by Daniel James Brown, The Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell, all three of these books, I'm telling you, take my word for it. They they are they're they're very fast reads because they're so gripping. They bring you in. Joseph Campbell slows down a little bit because it goes through a lot of mythology and it's more of a telling and kind of an understanding. But let me tell you something. If you're someone who wants to be a fiction writer, like for example, I wrote my first piece of fiction, The Stone Chiseler. Um, it's on Amazon. I'm not trying to plug it, but why not? You know, please go out to Amazon, The Stone Chiseler. I I I had so much fun writing it. And I look to Joseph Campbell's The Hero with a Thousand Faces in understanding how to develop the hero archetype. So check it out. If you're a writer, you really, really need to to read this book, especially if you want to create something that has more of a heroic and inspiring tale. Uh Boys in the Boat, again, it's inspirational. Imagine, here's the way I describe it. I mentioned it earlier in this uh in this this uh video that it, Hoosier's. It's like Hoosier's in a boat. That's what it is. It's very, very similar to Hoosier's. So if you liked Hoosiers, you will like Boys in the Boat. And then Endurance, Shackleton's Incredible Voyage. Again, I left that. I, I literally, I think I did a book review. I know I did a book review on this a while back. I used to do the Truvian book reviews on all the books that I was reading at that time, whenever I was trying to read a book a week. And I remember just putting it down and just kind of like, taking a breath and thinking to myself, wow, I just read something incredible. That was that was a story of the human experience, the likes of which I have never read in my life. And I'm so glad that I did. So those are three books that I think if you read them, they will make you a better human being. I just believe they're that powerful. So please don't forget to click like or subscribe, please subscribe to the channel. I'm trying to get better and better at this. I need your help. Come along with me. Give me comments. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what I did well. I can take it. I can take the criticism. And also, if you listen to this on the podcast, please leave a five-star rating. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And until we meet again, continue to read great books, continue to do great things that will help you to improve. Always in always, I'm Jason. Thank you for listening. I'm out. Well, that does it for this episode of The Jason Wright Show. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a Texas Titan Media production. Fourth Wall did the music. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Please consider going out to jasonwrightnow.com and signing up for The Vitruvian Letter. Also, please go out to iTunes. It takes like 30 seconds to just leave us a five-star rating. It does wonders for the podcast. I would be so grateful. And with that, until we meet again, go crush it and endeavor to improve always, in always. I'm out.